0: Start your day with a positive affirmation and intention. Since 1924, Daily Word magazine has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths. Your subscription includes two months of daily affirmations, articles, and spiritual poetry to keep you inspired and motivated. Check out the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. The Voice of an Awakening World.
2: Welcome to
3: I'm so happy to be with you, so grateful and thankful. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and our topic this week is depression relief. Depression relief. Depression is something that many spiritual students have a challenge with. So many have told me over the years. And uh, there's a sense of embarrassment that sometimes goes with depression. So let's clear that out. It's it's, uh, it's challenging enough to feel depressed, but to also feel ashamed. Well, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) So we're going to clear that out today and relieve ourselves of, of those feelings. And I'm inviting you to pray. As always, I love to place my hand on my heart and declare my willingness, my gratitude, my openness... So grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and our minds to the higher Holy Spirit self. Our true nature, our true identity is perfect love. That's what we already are. Perfect love cannot be improved upon. So we're not seeking to improve ourselves. We're seeking to release the blocks to love. By allowing the blocks to be lifted off of us. Our willingness is the tool that we're using. We're making a holy offering of all blocks to love, all blocks to insight, all blocks to healing and wisdom and clarity and creativity, all blocks to joy, freedom, harmony and wholeness, all blocks to our divinity. We're offering them to the Holy Spirit right now with great willingness, so grateful and so thankful to offer that which no longer serves our life of love and to stand in the truth, to stand in the healing, to stand in the perfection, in the clarity. Yes, yes, yes. We share all the benefits of our healing, our expansion, and our clarity with everyone because we're one with them. In deep and abiding gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Beloved, I am. Beloved, I am. Yes! Amen! Amen! Woohoo! All right, so we made it to spring. Whew. We made it to spring. I know a lot of people in the United States have had an early spring. And spring here in Kauai, it doesn't look a whole lot different than winter. A little bit. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> so uh, it's going to get just a tad warmer. It doesn't change that much here in Hawaii. That's one of the nice things about being here. And oh, just I'll just put in a. Uh, uh, um, uh, Thing. If you're going to be in Las Vegas at the A Course in Miracles conference that's coming up April seven eight nine something like that, there are still some tickets left. They're full price tickets. I don't have any discount tickets left for you, but full price tickets. If you'd like to meet me in Las Vegas, please do. The details are on the events page at JenniferHadley.com, and we can connect. That that Course in Miracles conference is basically uh, a bit of a spiritual hootenanny, and uh, you you can have a smorgasbord of forty different Course in Miracles teachers. Get a little taste of everybody. And uh, if you're there, please connect with me. Maybe we can sit, and have lunch or dinner together, or something like that. I, I love that opportunity to connect one on one and uh, to hug everybody. So that's that's my joy. Make sure if you're there to come, give me a hug, please. And uh, all right, so depression be gone. This, this is what we're, we're talking about here today. I know over the years I've met so many people who are spiritual students who have suffered intensely with depression and felt embarrassed and ashamed about it because there is a strong belief that taking medication for depression is bad and wrong and unspiritual. There is a strong belief that being depressed is bad and wrong and not spiritual. I have to go to my go-to all the time, Lesson 135, Paragraph 18, where it says so simply, What could you not accept if you but knew That everything in your life was gently planned for your good. Gently planned for your good. Now, we do not have to accept depression continuing. But we can accept that there's a very valuable wisdom, insight, learning that is transpiring if depression comes upon us. Now, I'm speaking as someone who's... I've never actually experienced depression. I have felt sad. And I felt sad for long periods of times, but I, I, and because I really kept that sadness going, I kept thinking about how sad I was, and I kept thinking about how much things were not how I wished they were be, and and really judging what was, and so naturally, I felt out of sorts. I felt unhappy, uh, but depression, clinical depression. This is something that can be healed, and let me just say, in my life experience, I have worked with thousands of spiritual students, and I've worked closely with many who have healed depression very quickly. Uh, people have told me repeatedly that, that they took Masterful Living, my year-long course, which is closed right now. It's open again next year, 2017. Uh, or my Finding Freedom seven-week spiritual boot camp, which you could take really at any time. It's, it's always available because it's an online class and it's anyone can enroll at any time. Uh, people have taken my Finding Freedom class who felt suicidal, felt deeply depressed, And by the end of seven weeks, working the tools that I give them in that class, they have felt completely different, no longer suicidal, no longer depressed. So there's this idea that somehow the circumstances of our life have to change in order for us to not be suicidal or to not be depressed. This is an illusion because the causes... Of these thought patterns of suicidal tendencies, which I've I've definitely been suicidal in my lifetime, and the the thought patterns that are the root causes of depression, they are not based on something that's happening in the world. They're not. And we, as course miracle students, we must know fundamentally that it is our thoughts that are manifesting our experience and that we have the power to change our thoughts. That's why A Course in Miracles is a mind training program. It's a mind training to train our mind to be harmonious and to be loving and to be uplifted and inspired and moving from that place of love and inspiration so that we teach only love and that's all that we're expressing in this world. So let's look today at what A Course in Miracles has to say specifically about depression, the causes of depression, and healing depression. Because it's quite clear. And you've probably heard me say this before if you've been listening to this radio show. In the text, Chapter 4, Section 4, Paragraph 3, it says, When you are sad... No, this need not be. Depression comes from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. Remember that you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions, then decide otherwise. When you are anxious, realize that anxiety comes from the capriciousness of the ego and know this need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictates as for them. So, vigilant for the ego's dictates. We're vigilant for them when we're believing these ego thoughts that come up rather than handing them over to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So, this is why I say the Holy Spirit can do the heavy lifting. Our willingness is all that's required. In order to have speedy, thorough... Miraculous healing, a great willingness is required. And the more we are closer to total willingness and actually completely allowing the healing to happen, the faster and the easier it can be. It's up to us. We're the ones who decide how willing we are. We are the ones who decide. So... First thing to look at is, how willing are you? Is there, by any chance, something about feeling depressed or suicidal or anxious that feels comfortable to you? Now, consider this. Many, many people are raised in a home environment where the feeling tone or the vibration if you will, in their home, is one of sadness. It's one of longing and depression. Or it's one of anxiety and worry and doubt and fear. And if you just consider, close your eyes and tune within and feel the vibration of your home environment particularly in those first 10 years of your life. Think about the vibration of your home environment, the people who were raising you and caring for you, and the energy of what was happening in the home. You may not remember. But your higher self does. So you can just tune in, allow your higher self to guide you and lead you, to recognizing what was the depression attitude, the feeling tone, the energy of your home environment in those first 10 years. And what are the words, the words are symbols, what are the words that represent that feeling tone, that energetic? Can you come to a description of it? How does the energy feel? And then look at your life as it is now. And can you see how you're either actively looking to heal that vibration in yourself so it's not in your home, or are you creating it, recreating it in order to then heal it and rise above it? It's very common people talk about it, psychologists, therapists talk about that we will marry or partner with someone who has similar characteristics to our parents that this gives us an opportunity to heal our belief system that we have left over from being raised by our whatever whoever the caregivers were and so we partner with or we room with or maybe it's our boss maybe it's somebody very close to us who's taken on that role so that we can heal our issues with our childhood caregivers. But very often, people don't even realize that that vibration of that home environment, which is so familiar, even if it's unpleasant, even if it feels like depression and worry, anxiety, doubt, fear, lack and limitation, even if it feels very unpleasant, it might be so familiar that we recreate it so we can feel comfortable in the familiarity. I've seen it over and over and over again. And a vast number of people who are longtime spiritual students don't even recognize that's what they've done. So this is why awareness is healing. Awareness is curative. When we're aware of what's going on, we can actively choose higher. And we can invoke the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. All throughout A Course of Miracles, Jesus is telling us, you don't have to change anything except your mind. Be willing. You don't have to figure out how to change your mind. Just be willing to change your mind. And the Holy Spirit will change it for you. So, Jesus tells us in this text, chapter 4, section 4, in paragraph 2, He says, I've said that you cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. But I've also said, and many times, that you can change your mind. When your mood tells you that you have chosen wrongly, and this is so whenever you're not joyous, then no, this need not be. In every case, you have thought wrongly about about some brother God created, and are perceiving images your ego makes in a darkened glass. Think honestly what you have thought that God would not have thought and what you have not thought that God would have you think. Search sincerely for what you have done and left undone accordingly, and then change your mind to think with God's mind. This may seem hard to do, but it is much easier than trying to think against it. Your mind is one with God's. Denying this and thinking otherwise has held your ego together but has literally split your mind. As a loving brother, I am deeply concerned with your mind and urge you to follow my example as you look at yourself and your brother and see in both the glorious creations of a glorious father. When you are sad, know this need not be. Depression comes from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. Remember that you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions, and then decide otherwise. When you are anxious, realize that anxiety comes from the capriciousness of the ego, and know, this need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictates as for them. So... We give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. We watch for the temptations of the ego to think thoughts that are not the thoughts of God, but are the thoughts of the ego. Remember, you've heard me say many times that our belief system is our karma. So the unresolved beliefs that we've had from a past life that are not true, that we... Believed were true, and we brought with us into this lifetime. Everything in this lifetime has been perfectly planned by one whose only purposes are good to assist us in shining the light of love on these beliefs, so that instead of believing things that are false, we can stand in the awareness of truth and set ourselves free. So every experience that we've had to this day was every painful experience was an event or something that was happening to trigger us to look at our beliefs. To contemplate, is this the thought I'd like to keep? Is this what I'm interested in energizing still? Or would I like to change my mind? In uh, the text... Chapter 8, Section 7, Paragraph 8, Jesus says, There is nothing so frustrating to a learner as a curriculum he cannot learn. His sense of adequacy suffers, and he must become depressed. Being faced with an impossible learning situation is the most depressing thing in the world. In fact, it is ultimately why the world itself is depressing. The Holy Spirit's curriculum is never depressing, because it is a curriculum of joy. Whenever the reaction to learning is depression, it's because the true goal of the curriculum has been lost sight of. So here, here's a practical application for us. If we're feeling depressed because we, we can't figure out how to be joyful, how to be happy, then we have lost sight, truly, of the curriculum, the goal, the teacher. So the Holy Spirit's curriculum is never depressing. It is a curriculum of joy. So all we really have to do is say, I am willing to live a curriculum of joy. I am willing to know joy this day and to live in accordance with it. I am willing to train my mind in this curriculum that you are offering to me, higher Holy Spirit self. I am willing, I am willing, I am willing. And then we start actively looking for, opening our mind, opening our heart to actively see the curriculum that's been hidden in our life experience all along. But you see, what happens is many people are actively rejecting the very aspects of the curriculum that will heal their mind. How do we do that rejection? We label things as wrong and bad, unworthy, unhelpful, when we have no idea. Everything is helpful. This is what A Course of Miracles tells us. Everything is helpful. So when we think, oh, I wish it were different, we're actually rejecting the learning in it. Instead of wishing the situations and circumstances of our life be different, our healing comes when we can say, ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like I wish it were different. And yet, just as it is, contains my learning so i'm opening my mind opening my heart to the learning that's been here for me all along i've every learning that i've rejected let me receive it now all the teachers that have ever come into my life to support me to love me to help me see to trigger me to know the truth let me know that truth now And so we open our mind in this way and we say, every teacher that's ever appeared in my life for any reason whatsoever, let them feel and know a blessing. I am receiving all the lessons that are mine to receive, all the learning. And grateful, grateful, grateful for every lesson in every teacher, known and unknown felt and not felt, seen and not seen, recognized and unrecognized. I'm opening my heart and mind to them now. Holy Spirit, I'm willing to receive all the learning now. Everything that I've rejected. You see, this is what true forgiveness is. Unforgiveness is rejecting the learning. It's saying that shouldn't have happened. That wasn't right. That wasn't good. That wasn't what was supposed to happen. But until we can rise up in our awareness and see beyond time and space, until we've accepted the atonement for ourselves and recognized that the separation does not exist, our mind is split. And we're rejecting some things and accepting others. Let's just accept it all. And live in that space of choosing the most loving thought in every moment. This is how depression is healed. So the opposite of joy is depression. When your learning promotes depression instead of joy, you cannot be listening to God's joyous teacher and learning the Holy Spirit's lessons. This is the text, section 8, uh, excuse me, paragraph, chapter 8, section 7, paragraph 13. The opposite of joy is depression. When your learning promotes depression instead of joy, you cannot be listening to God's as teacher and learning his lessons. To see a body as anything except a means of communication is to limit your mind and to hurt yourself. Health is, therefore, nothing more than united purpose. Health is nothing more than united purpose. When you're focused on the one purpose, accepting the atonement for yourself, teaching only love, being a loving presence, being truly helpful, listening, receiving, and responding to divine inspiration and guidance, all these things that we would like to express and reveal and do and be. When our mind is focused on that, then we have a united purpose. And health naturally follows. If the body is brought under the purpose of the mind, it becomes whole because the mind's purpose is one. So mentally, we get clear of what our purpose is. And remember... What a Course of Miracles tells us our purpose is right there uh, in on page twenty eight. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent God who sent me. Right there. That's it. That is our holy purpose. So when your body is brought under the purpose of the mind it becomes whole because the mind's purpose is one there's no conflict so remember sickness is a defense against the truth this is what a course of miracles tells us sickness is against is a defense against the truth it means we've got split purpose and we can't actually have split purpose because we can't work partly for fear and evil and work partly for love and freedom. There's just one thing. And so everything that comes up in our mind throughout the entire day that feels discordant and disjunctive and upsetting and crazy making, we can offer it to the Holy Spirit for healing. We don't have to try to understand it. We don't have to try to figure it out. Everything we need to know will be given to us through our willingness. So when we are moving through our day judging and criticizing and attacking, then we're not in our right mind and we're not of one purpose. And that's when we're open to Depression, upset, hurt, fear, lack, limitation, etc. I love that A Course of Miracles is so clear. I really am grateful for that. It's so helpful. So moving on into the... You can see depression is mentioned over and over again in the text. Chapter 9. Section 1, paragraph 14. Remember, God's will is already possible, and nothing else ever will be. Course in Miracles tells us that there's one will. It's God's will. That is our true will. In this world of illusion, there's the appearance of a free will, a separate will. So our path of greatest learning and healing in this life is to align our will with divine will. And we recognize then that our will is the will of God because we're not separate. So there can't be two wills. There's only the illusion of a separate will. And that's part of what this world is for, to have the experience of a separate will Free will, where in the illusion we could do anything we want with that free will and it will not impact our divinity, our Christ, Christedness, or anyone else's. What happens in the world of effects stays in a world of effects. So, just like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So, in our world, Only God's will is possible. Nothing else ever will be. This is the simple acceptance of true reality because only our true reality is real. You cannot distort reality and know what it is. And if you do distort reality, you will experience anxiety, depression, and ultimately panic because you're trying to make yourself unreal. When you feel these things Do not try to look beyond yourself for truth, for truth can only be within you. Say, therefore, Christ is in me, and where Christ is, God must be, for Christ is part of God. That's again the text, chapter 9, section 1, paragraph 14. So clear. So clear. And we're we're coming up to our break time here. I'd like to mention a couple things as we go into the break. So as I said, uh, there are still tickets for the Las Vegas Conference, and you can get them now. Uh, if you go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com, you can click right through there. And see all the details about the Course of Miracles conference. If you do decide to register, please let them know that uh, I suggested it to you. And, and um, they just keep track of where the re- registration referrals come from. And remember that it will be a joy to spend time with you in Las Vegas. If you'd like to do some really deep healing work and, and clear out this depression and a return to joy, consider... ...coming to one of my events. So I've got a couple of things that are coming up in May. I have my Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive, which is open to anyone. And is particularly designed for uh, people who are already counselors and therapists and life coaches and things like that. Who are looking for getting CEUs, Continuing Education Units... Uh, for relicensing, and it's also open to anyone who's considering or would like to be a part of or is a part of my spiritual counseling awesome training for certification. So, I have my own training for certification, and you can join me and come to the But this counseling intent is really open to me. If you're a teacher, you're a light worker of any kind you might find that it's beneficial to you to come to the Counseling Intensive and have a great retreat at the same time. Also in May, my Stop Playing Small weekend retreat is three nights and four days. And Both of these events are at the Art of Living Retreat Center in North Carolina in the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's a beautiful retreat center. We're going to have a wonderful healing time. Restorative, clearing the mental and emotional clutter, rebooting ourselves. All the details are at jenniferhadley.com, so check that out. And you're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back.
4: As co-host of Unity Online Radio's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, Daryl's old-school charm and no-nonsense approach to spirituality keep a global audience laughing and inspired. What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug is loaded with Daryl's hilarious, award-winning illustrations and packs his wit and wisdom into easy-to-digest, bite-sized stories of how he transforms chaos into tranquility and succeeds in the entertainment business by doing the opposite of everyone else. What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug is a pocket Bible encouraging the talented and timid to trust their gut Have fun ordering your copy of What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug today on Amazon.com.
2: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application, as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
3: Hey, 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 welcome back. We're talking about transforming depression, healing depression, letting depression dissolve and resolve, depression relief. So, right before the break, I was talking about... The text, chapter 9, section 1, paragraph 14. Remember then that God's will is already possible and nothing else ever will be. This is where our happiness lies, God's will. It says, this is the simple acceptance of reality because only God's will is real. You cannot distort reality and know what Reality is what God's will is and if you do distort reality, you will experience anxiety depression and ultimately panic. Have you ever had a panic attack? I have whoo gnarly. Yes. So anxiety depression and panic come because you're trying to make yourself unreal. You're believing that you're something you're not. You're believing you're a body. You're believing that you're stuck in time and space and that you don't have choices a lot of the time or that something wrong or bad has happened and there's nothing you can do about it. All these false beliefs come up for healing. We know they're up for healing when we're not feeling harmonious. So it says, when you feel these things, do not try to look beyond yourself for truth. For truth can only be within you. Remember, seek first the kingdom which is within, and all else will be added unto you. Therefore, say to yourself this, Christ is in me and where Christ is, God must be. Christ is in me and where Christ is, God must be. For Christ is part of God. Yes. Yes. That's now you might not believe that that could heal your mind. Be willing. That's it, just be willing. I've discovered this so many times that I desperately wanted a healing in my mind, in my life, my heart. I was suffering, I was angry, I was hurt. I was resentful and regretful. I was ashamed and guilty. All these things I felt. And I have learned through this active practice that we're talking about here today that it can all be healed because it is a false perception. We don't have to figure out how to have a healing. That's the beauty of A Course in Miracles. It tells us how. It tells us precisely how. All that we must do is be willing. A little willingness is all that's required. But it is required. The more willing we are to give up the attachments to the thoughts that aren't true, the more healing we can have. Now, in the text, in chapter 10, See, it just keeps going and going. In chapter 10, section 5, which is called the Denial of God, it says, the rituals of the God of sickness, because it does sometimes seem like there's a God of sickness. It's the ego, of course. <laughs> God with a small g, the the false idol of the ego. The rituals of the ego of sickness, the God of sickness, are strange and very demanding. Joy is never permitted, for depression is the sign of allegiance to the ego, to the God of sickness. Depression is the sign, the indicator of allegiance to the ego. Depression means that you have forsworn God. Many are afraid of blasphemy, but they do not understand what it means. They do not realize that to deny God is to deny their own identity. And in this sense, the wages of sin is death. So when we are allegiant to the ego and move into depression, or when we have depression, it's a sign of allegiance to the ego. So then we can look into our mind and see what thoughts there are that we're thinking that simply aren't true. I remember a clear case that's coming into my awareness now, from my own experience, was after my mother made her transition. I would have these repetitive thoughts come into my mind. My mom is gone. I'll never hear my mother's voice again. I'll never be able to hug my mother again. I, I won't be able to be with my mother again. And I would start to feel so sad and depressed. You know, just start to cry immediately. And my higher self would say to me, Why are you thinking those thoughts? They're not helpful and they're not true. Don't, you don't need to think those thoughts. They're not helpful and they're not true. And I noticed that there was a sense of, oh, I could be so special because of being upset that my mother died. Other people will treat me with specialness because my mother just died. I'm a child of God and my mother just died. But I I heard my higher self say to me, I hear, heard the Holy Spirit, the I Am Presence, whatever you'd like to call it, say to me, your mother's not gone. Your mother is eternal and so are you. You can't disconnect from her. It's just an illusion. If you'd like to hear your mother's voice, Listen to it. Think of your mother's voice and you will be connected to her. So for me, personally, because I'm so clairaudient, I receive so much intuition in, in that hearing faculty, I would think of my mother's voice and I could feel the connection to her. A living connection. Not a separateness, but a living connection. And I began to feel and know that we were eternal, we weren't separate, our journeys were inextricably linked, and that everything was perfect just as it was. I couldn't get that through just thinking thoughts. I had to be willing to surrender the blocks to love in my own mind, the belief in separation in my own mind, in order to experience the healing power of unity. So, the rituals of the God of sickness are strange and very demanding. Joy is never permitted, for depression is the sign of allegiance to the ego. Depression means that you've forsworn God. Many are afraid of blasphemy, but they do not understand what it means. They do not realize that to deny God is to deny their own identity. And in this sense, the wages of sin is death. So when we deny God, we're denying our own identity. Because our identity is God. So when we think thoughts about this is bad and this is wrong, this shouldn't be or this should be different or even that we'd like it to be different, then we're really saying divine will is not happening in my life. Divine order is not what I'm experiencing. God has left the building. I'm alone and separate floating in space, in this world in this hell That I can't seem to get out of. And of course, that's going to lead to depression, suicidal thinking, panic attacks, anxiety, worry, because it's not true. So it says here, the sense is very literal. Denial of life perceives its opposite. As all forms of denial replace what is with what is not. So when we deny God, we're denying the life, the joy, the freedom, the harmony, the wisdom, the creativity, the love, the expansion, the clarity, everything that we say we'd like. Now, what what Jesus says to us is, no one can really do this. So you can't really separate yourself from the love, the joy, the peace, the harmony, the freedom. But, you can think you can and believe that you have. So that's what's happening when we're feeling depressed. That's what's happening. Depression means that you've forsworn God. So the thing is, is you don't have to say, Oh, well, I don't even think I did that. I'm still meditating. I'm praying. I'm doing all these things. What do you mean I've forsworn God? Just open your mind and say, I am not interested in forswearing God anymore. I am interested in knowing myself as the Christ, as God, and seeing all of my brothers and sisters in that true reflection. And that's all I'm interested in knowing and seeing. Holy Spirit, take all the other thoughts of lack and limitation out of my mind, all blocks to love removed from my heart. If there's anything that I'm clinging to and I don't even realize it, put it squarely in front of me so I can say, oh, yes, not interested in that anymore. This is our practice of healing. Now it says in Chapter 10, Section 5, Paragraph 2, next paragraph, You may believe that you judge your brothers by the messages they give you, but you have judged them by the message you give to them. So we're not looking at our brothers and sisters and judging them. We're actually projecting. We're projecting our own judgments of ourselves onto them. It says, do not attribute your denial of joy to them. So they're not depriving you. No one is depriving you. Life is not depriving you. God is not. (laughs) God is not depriving you. Life is not depriving you. It says, do not attribute your denial of joy to others or to circumstances. Do not. Think you cannot see the spark in them that would bring joy to you. You can't see it. Demand to see it. Be willing to see it. Be glad to see it. It says, it is the denial of the spark of God in others and in yourself that brings depression. For whenever you see your brothers without that spark of the Christ, of their divinity, You are denying God. Deny God and you deny your own connection to everything that is healing and wholesome and liberating and joyful. So this is it. So we're looking for those places in our mind where we're feeling so comfortable denying God, denying life, denying love. Thinking that it's not there. When we're suffering mentally, emotionally, physically, energetically, it is so tempting to keep affirming, we don't like how it is, we wish it were different, this is not good, this is bad, this is wrong. And moving into that place of shame. So the spiritual student who's ashamed because they're experiencing sickness or depression or panic or anxiety, That just compounds it and makes it more real. Give it all to the Holy Spirit for healing. Focus entirely on your willingness. Focus entirely on your willingness. It says in in chapter 10, section 5, paragraph 4 now, Sickness and death seemed, seemed, to enter the mind of God's Son against His will. The attack on God that sickness is made us think we're fatherless, separate. And out of the depression we made the God of depression. And this is the alternative to joy because we would not accept the fact that although we created it. We have been created. The son is helpless without the Father. We are helpless without the father, mother God presence. Who alone is our help. So if you can think of there's a, a, a sometimes the Holy Spirit is is uh, called the comforter. So the comforter is always with us. We're never alone and we're never helpless. That is an entirely and total false belief. So what is it that you may in some way become comfortable with helplessness? Maybe you've become comfortable with hopelessness. There's something about it that feels so familiar and so comfortable that you're choosing it even though you don't really like it. So Jesus tells us in the very next paragraph I said before that of yourself you can do nothing, but you are not of yourself. If you were, what you have made would be true, and you could never escape this world of effects. It is because you did not make yourself that you need be troubled over nothing. So we didn't make ourselves. We're of the Creator God. And the Holy Spirit can lead us back to ourselves. All that's required is our willingness. Total willingness brings the fastest results. Just inviting ourselves to tune in here. And to take responsibility. I am responsible for what I see And everything is just as I wish it would be. That's the shorthand I have for the responsibility of sight, section page 448. I'm responsible for all that I see. And everything is just as I wish it would be. Everything is working together for our good. Another thing that A Course of Miracles says in this chapter 10, section 5, is that depression is isolation. And there's no such thing. So when we're isolating ourselves from God's love, we become depressed. When we think we're unworthy of God's love. When we think that we've lost something that we need. Then there's a false idol. See, this is how I discovered this. I thought, I need my mom. I've lost her. But no. I have her within me. We are eternally one. How could I lose her? Yes, her body is not here. We are not having the same experience. But I can still experience my connection with her. And I can know that things just as they are are perfectly designed by one whose only purpose is my good and her good. So even this is one of the main things I learned when she was so sick and her body was so distraught that even in the face of that, there was joy. There was joy because we were connected in love inextricably connected in love and in her experience of death, my experience of her death, that's when I discovered the eternal connection and the infinite joy that love always is. And we can all discover this for ourselves. So I'm inviting you to open your heart and open your mind and place your hand on your heart with me now. Let us accept the atonement for ourselves. There is no separation, no separate God of the ego. We are grateful and thankful to open to our healing right now. We're relinquishing the thoughts that cause the depression. We're standing willing to know the truth that sets us free. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. And let me say, if you value this radio show, you'd like to volunteer, we've got some projects coming up. You can write to me at jennifer at jenniferhadley.com. And you can also make a donation or a contribution at jenniferhadley.com or powerofloveministry.net. All contributions support this radio show. Thank you for your support. God bless you. I love you. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Happy Spring!
2: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com.
0: Start your day with a positive affirmation and intention. Since 1924, Daily Word magazine has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths. Your subscription includes two months of daily affirmations, articles, and spiritual poetry to keep you inspired and motivated. Check out the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org.